Welcome back to the Barca Breakdown. My name is Adam. We have a huge game coming up in the Copa del Rey. Probably the two most informed teams right now in La Liga. You have Barca, league leaders, top of the table against a La Real, Real Sociedad's team that, like I said, are the most informed team in Spain. One of the most, most informed teams in Europe, in my opinion. They have won nine games in a row. I believe their last loss in a, a professional match was against Man U in the Europa League back uh, on November 3rd. Uh, and so, you know, La Real are are cooking right now, right? And they are probably the toughest opponent bar, you know, Real Madrid that we could have had. And this is a huge game for us, right? Barca, okay, we won the Super Cup. We're all happy with that. But you've heard me in the last few videos talk about how Copa del Rey, La Liga, and the Europa League are the trophies that, you know, the team really wants to win this season. And the Copa del Rey, We've had so much success in, you know, the last decade, I would say, uh, barring the last, you know, year. This is a, tr a trophy we can really win, right? And some of my most famous favorite moments of Barca in the last three seasons, you got to think about that run with, you know, Griezmann scoring an extra time and PK putting in the goal in the 90th minute. And we've had, you know, under Komen some good moments in the Copa. And I just want to see us, you know, continue to take those steps, especially when Europa League, we're coming against uh, a Manchester United team that is, doing a lot better under Ten Hag, although, you know, a week ago I would have said I'm really scared of Manchester United now after they have uh, just lost to Arsenal late in the game. You know, going to pump the brakes just a little bit. I think they also lost midweek uh, against Crystal Palace or so. So, you know, this Copa del Rey, besides La Liga, is one of our two best chances to win a trophy, and it's a huge match, right? And you think back to the first matchup against Real Sociedad. We won 4-1 in La Liga. I believe it was the second game of the season, but it was... Uh, an interesting uh, match for a few different reasons, right? One, that was the game where Anzu Fati came on as a sub in like the 65th minute. He gave an assist to Lewandowski, gave an assist to Dembele, and also scored himself in that game, right? That was kind of the game we leaned on through the you know first four months of the season, talking about Fati at his best and what he can achieve. And so, you know, with Fati scoring a few goals, had a little bit of a rough game against Getafe. It's good for him to come back against the team that he did so well against. And then on, on the same hand, right, the game against La Real, that first game was interesting because we saw the 4-4-2, you know, uh, four-man midfield diamond that Barca have been playing lately against uh, Real Madrid. We played it against Atletico, right, winning both of those huge games against our Madrid rivals. And so it should be interesting to see here whether or not Xavi again goes with that four-man midfield especially with a La Real side, La Real side who uh, also employ a four-man midfield. Um, they have great players. Zubamendi is, uh, you know, always rumored to come for Barca in the summer. People are saying that Xavi really wants him as a Busquets replacement. They have David Silva, who we all have known for a long time here and know his quality. And so I, I'm really curious to see what's going to happen because in that first match, there were some oddities in that lineup uh, with that four-man midfield, right? We didn't have Busquets. We had Ferran Torres kind of playing as a, you know, eight in the system. We had uh, Dem Dembele, you know, not at his best, playing kind of as a wingback in that game, receiving the ball much further back than he does now. And, uh, you know, he didn't have his best performance. Ferran Torres, if I remember correctly, also played pretty poorly, and they didn't have... Um, you know, the ability to kind of hold the ball against that Real Sociedad midfield. And, you know, 
through the first half. I believe it was tied 1-1. And then in the 15 minutes after halftime in that game, I thought L'Oreal were really going to put another on the board and, and, and give us a rude start to the season. It was only, again, with Fati coming on and um, Rafinha also coming on for Ferran Torres that we really saw some improvement there. And so I'm curious to see in this game, you know, what lineup Javi's going to go with. Let me know in the comments what you think, who you want to see. There are some big what-ifs here, right? We have Araujo, who hasn't played, uh, I think, the last two games. We have Frankie de Jong, who hasn't played the last two games. And then we have Christensen, who also just picked up a little bit of a nag in his hamstring uh, against Getafe. He was subbed at halftime. Uh, and the rumors are Araujo and Frankie are healthy, right? If you look here at Xavi's comments after the game against Getafe, he said, hey, Frankie and Araujo could have played but I didn't because they're not fully 100%, and it seems like they are going to be ready to play against Real Sociedad uh, on Wednesday in this big Copa game. And then Christensen too, right? We've heard more and more that Christensen's injury wasn't huge. He was just having some uh, some uh, precaution with asking Xavi to take him off, and so I think he should be healthy. If you had to ask me what lineup I expect us to start, I really do think it's going to be honestly the same as we played against uh, Real Madrid. Ter Stegen, then we're going to have Araujo, Kunde, Christensen, Balde as the uh, the back four. Then we're going to have Frankie de Jong, Busquets, Pedri, Gavi, and then Dembele and Lewandowski up front. That's how I'm feeling about this game. You know, I do think as opposed to the Real Madrid game where we shifted Araujo to that, you know, basically right back spot uh, or, or the back three, depending on how far Balde is up. I, I think we're going to switch him back and have Koundé as that right back, right? Uh, Araujo's there when we're facing a winger kind of like Vinicius, but La Real don't really have a player who has that same profile that uh, is going to necessitate Araujo not playing in the middle. Now, with this 3-4-3, I mean, there is some... It hasn't been totally smooth, right? Against Atletico, you know, we only squeaked away with a 1-0 victory. And in that second half, we saw some issues with... You know, the players being comfortable and being able to, you know, resist that Letico press. Oftentimes we saw Ter Stegen kind of lofting balls uh, long, uh, sometimes to, you know, Gavi, who's not that tall and had an issue getting some of those uh, long balls from Ter Stegen against Atletico. And against Real Madrid, you know, everything performed really well, but that was against the Real Madrid team who didn't look to be too into the game, right? They weren't pressing very hard. You had Tony Cruz as a central defensive midfielder, which I feel like has never really worked out too well for Real Madrid uh, against, you know, tougher opposition. And so I'm, I'm looking to see the team really take hold of this game. I think the main message we've been talking about for the last few weeks here uh, is that the team really needs to control the ball and push for another goal when we get a lead, right? Um, because we've seen too many times, Letty is a good example, uh, Batiste is another one where when, you know, we have a goal lead, it, we just tend to kind of try and control the ball. And for Barca this season, uh, the last few weeks, it's really meant just trying to hold on to the ball or, you know, even allowing the opponent to have it and just kind of playing a more defensive and less aggressive style. And and it's it's always seems so counterproductive, I think, to me and to, to a lot of you as well, that, you know, we, we go up, we score a goal because we're playing aggressively, you know, especially with this four-man midfield. You have Pedri, Gavi, Frank de Jong moving a lot more interchangeably. You have, uh, you, you know, just more opportunities for us to score. We get the goal, and then all of a sudden it just seems like the team turns off, right? And I had mentioned uh, in a previous video how Pedri said that's what's happening, right? That for some reason, after we go up 1-0, it seems like our uh, offense and our midfielders and our forwards just kind of shut down a little bit and just kind of turtle. And that's what I'm really trying to avoid in this game. 
And and then you know the other thing too is I just want to see if Xavi is going to be able to improve our performance right in this three four three. I mentioned against Atletico, you know the second half wasn't something to write home about. Real Madrid it worked, but then you look at our other games, right? You look against Batiste, you look in the Copa, you look against Getafe. We haven't been consistently playing with this four man midfield, uh, partially because Frankie de Jong's out, partially you know for rotations in the Copa. But I do want to see if we're continuing to improve and whether or not this is going to be kind of a a mainstay lineup for us in the future. So this is this is everything, guys. I mean, this is the first real test we have ahead of, uh, you know, a tough run-in in La Liga and the Europa League. So let me know how are you guys feeling about the game, whether or not you think we're going to put up a big fight, uh, whether Xavi's going to go with that four-man midfield. Do you think that Araujo or Christensen are going to be healthy? If not, you know, might we see Eric Garcia or Alonso? I'm really hoping not. But let me know. Thank you all for tuning in. Let's uh, hope Barca win. Let's do it.